But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm joined by Becky Veto and Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. What's really good, guys? How was your week so far? Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. I'm, I'm happy to be back this week. I missed you guys. We're happy to have you back. How was your... <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said. Oh, and how, how'd you like the baby picture being posted? I hate you guys. <laughs> that was it. every Thursday. Throwback oh, Thursday. That'd be great. Throwback Thursday. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't delete the tweet. I have a Twitter account. If you do that, we're changing the password. <laughs> exactly. Well, I can't be real tweets anymore. And you're full of trash. You never do anyway. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. in a while. I, I've been busy. Oh, been busy. All right. Any, anything? Buffalo you, Wild Wings. Your Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> You're trash for that. Three dollar beers. Come on, man. Worth it. Three dollar beers. Fuck out of here. Anything else exciting going on this week? Uh, finals. Like NBA finals? No. Semester finals. What motherfucker? I'm 34. What the fuck do I care about? Semester finals. SC me. I'm telling you about my life. <laughs> I show you, no 40. one cares. Yo, how do you guys? How do you guys feel about the? Uh, uh, you know, one of our tweets were getting some action, asking if they thought that Kara is currently the goat, the greatest of all time of female competitors on the challenge. I think that's going to be really interesting to actually take a whole episode and like deep dive into that. You know, the people versus Kara Maria, and really just you know go through all of her stats and stack them up against the Evelyns. Against the Coros, against the Laurels, against the Emilys, against the Veronicas. Yeah, I think that'd be real cool. Uh, make sure you guys keep commenting. Uh, no lie, we read everything because there's four of us, and if we can't split up that workload, then we ain't shit. <laughs> it's mostly Becky. <laughs> it's you and yeah. Becky read everything. It's mostly me because, you know. Oh, I was called normal today, so I might just like not be a part of the podcast Twitter anymore. You're not normal. You went to you went to fucking WrestleMania looking like Wolverine. Try to show up your your visible penis line. <laughs> you be rocking gray sweatpants on purpose. Try to show off your Italian sausage. Oh you ain't low. You ain't low. Jesus Christ, I hate you guys. Yeah, we hate you right back. Now let's get into the <laughs> <See> attention. Most <laughs> of them thirst traps. I oh, God. I'm not even getting into it. And it was somebody's profile picture. <laughs> that was really? the best. Yeah, somebody posted it. It was zoomed in. <laughs> Not just like his profile. It was zoomed in. It Who was so that? funny. Trey. Yeah, Trey. Trey. <laughs> yo, 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 Trey's mad funny. Yo, what up, Trey? Do you want to say what up? All right, let's move on to this episode. We're going to begin on the killing floor.
Dun, dun, dun. All right. So Wes is baiting Paulie to volunteer himself into the elimination to take on Kyle. Paulie passes on the opportunity as to not jeopardize his game after making it so far. Kyle gets voted in, calls out Theo. Quick question. Was Theo a better choice than Hunter? I think Theo probably was the better choice just because to me, Hunter looks like he's pretty big. And Kyle's, he's a little bit on the smaller side. So I think Theo, aside from the height, he's pretty skinny. So I feel like that's a better choice for him. All right. Bananas. Uh, I think so, too, just because, you know, especially something physical, Hunter's a lot bigger than Theo is, um, like muscular wise, from what it looks like. And Theo's taller than Kyle. And in this game, you want to stay low. So if you're ready to gain the, the lower advantage, might as well go against Theo. Okay. Becky? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and agree with the group. I think that though Theo does have height and speed, which is really what he should have done in the long run is used his speed um, instead of trying to brawl, where Hunter definitely is more of a brawler. And I believe he was a wrestler and he's done football stuff. So, yeah, you really don't want to go into a hall brawl with somebody like that. Absolutely. I think those are all really good reasons. So today's elimination is the legendary Paul Bro. Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Now, I harass Antonio every time he gives a low score to one of the eliminations. <laughs> I always say the same thing. Everything can't be Hall Bro, bro. But today, it's a little bit different. Today is it. Hall Bro. The legendary Hall Bro. The challengers are placed on opposite sides of a tight hallway, and they have to run through each other and ring a bell. Let's go ahead and jump into it. So round one, Kyle gets low. He starts to bear hug Theo, and he grabs him. Theo tries to break free, but Kyle pulls him down. It turns into a furt race, and Theo trips up and loses round one. Very close. In between the rounds, Turbo gives his advice for Theo to get even lower. He has a really tall frame. It's going to be difficult for him, but it's absolutely necessary for him to win this one. Round two. Panic sets in for Theo. Kyle gets low, but Theo sprawls on him and works his way behind. Kyle ends up falling, and Theo decides he's going to drag him. He drags him a little bit close to his side, turns into a foot race, and then beats Kyle in the foot race. On to round three. Once again, Theo gets low, Kyle gets low, it gets ugly real fast. Kyle gets on top, but he can't get loose. Theo hangs on for dear life. They're joined at the hip while they're trying to manipulate the position while Kyle loses his helmet. Theo actually has his hands around Kyle's throat at this point. But Theo digs deep, starts to churn his feet, and Kyle takes a fall. They stand it up again, and they're at each other's throat. Theo gets a slight headlock and is able to drag Kyle a couple of feet more towards his side. Then he lets go, sprints to the bell. It's close, but Theo gets it done. So Paulie and Cara explode in the stands. The challengers fall to their knees and their backs in pure exhaustion of a hard-fought battle. Blood has been spilled, and they are battered and bruised. Maddie is sad to see her former partner go, but she still has a truck on. Guys, how did you feel about the legendary elimination hall brawl? Banana, start us off. I mean, I loved it. You guys know it's my favorite. Um, I love the physical stuff. You know, I love how it was really close. It wasn't just like a blowout. Oh, 10 out of 10 for me. I, <sighs> no one's surprised by that. Becky, how did this elimination make you feel? I really liked it. It did show that both sides have a lot of heart. They worked for it. So uh, it was a great elimination. I give it a 10 out of 10 because it was, it was gruesome. It was brutal. The only thing that makes me sad is that I would like to see the girls hall brawl instead of like tie you up to a chair. Yeah, that like, would have been great. I want to see Georgia and 
you know, Devon versus in a, in a hall brawl or something like that, you know? Yeah, you make a great point. If they're going to have challenges like this, they should have the same challenge for females and men. Whatever challenge that the men have, the female will have the next week. And, and you know, it should have just went on like that. Veto. I was really excited and I was super surprised at the same time because I didn't think that Kyle was going to hold his own against Theo. Really? So the, fa- the fact that it was that gruesome and, you know, it was really until the very last second, I thought I was super surprised. I think that if he didn't fall against the wall, like as he was exiting on that third round, it, who knows? Most definitely a great elimination. It was definitely toe to toe, which makes it more interesting. For some reason, some of these former challenge flops think that a complete blowout in this kind of thing is the most interesting, but that's just not true. These two fought very hard. Um, I think Kyle has earned a lot of people's respect. Uh, Kyle had definitely had a good season for him. Um, turning people, I'm sorry, getting um, becoming more likable this season. And even though he went home, it was definitely a hard-fought battle. Uh, I think it's a 10 out of 10. Um, challenge eliminations don't get much better than this. Facts. Facts. One more, one more follow-up question. Bananas, who do you think was more impressive, Kyle and his loss or Theo and his victory? I think hands down Kyle. Because when you're looking at this, I mean, I, I know I did. I'm not sure if everyone else did, but I would assume so. Everyone probably thought Theo had this in the bag. I mean, he's known for running. So, I mean, I would have thought Theo would have ran right through Kyle. But Kyle held his ground. I was shocked. I mean, him winning the first one, I was like, holy shit, Kyle might actually beat Theo. And Kyle had a, what, a broken knee, a broken toe. I mean, come on. I had a fashion knee, and I could barely walk. So just doing that, oh, I, I give full respect to Kyle after this, and I'm really, I was really impressed. Okay. Becky, what's your thoughts? Theo overcoming the fact that he wasn't as physical of a specimen. He is more of a runner. He's very lean. He doesn't have as much muscle tone uh, when it comes to brawling. I'm actually impressed that not only did he hold his own while brawling with someone who was larger in muscle tone, um, and that he was able to still win using, of course, his speed and but also his strength to pull him further away from his bell so that he had a better chance of making it. So I'm actually really impressed with Theo, though nothing taken away from Kyle from really putting out a huge effort. Still don't like him. Still glad to see him go, but he did put a great effort in. Okay, Vero. I was impressed by both of them, but I think I was more impressed with Kyle just because of his injuries. Um like Antonio said, I know a lot of people who've had the knee injury and they can barely walk. So the fact that he was out there and you kind of almost forget that he even had an injury because he wasn't babying that knee at all. So I was pretty impressed with how close it was with considering all the injuries that he has. All right. Do you guys think that Kyle was using the injury as an excuse? No, I mean, I, I, no, I feel like everyone gets hurt in the challenge, but like, no one really like elaborates on it unless like it's serious because like, I know I mean, we've seen previous injuries in the challenge and like no one really no one really says it unless it's serious so that's why I believe it. Okay, Becky. Uh, truthfully, he didn't bring it up as much, and he didn't really bring it up at the end, saying, "Oh, it was because I had a broken toe," and da 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 da. He just said that he he hurt. He was like, "Now that just made it worse." kind of a situation so i don't think he was using it as an excuse 
you know, in my opinion, I, I think he just was talking about how he just got totally messed up in this elimination and he was going to go home and uh, be in a lot of pain. All right. Beto? I don't think he used it as an excuse at all. Um, we barely heard him mention it around the elimination time. So I feel like, you know, a lot of people would have said that if they were expecting to lose or if they did lose. So he didn't mention it. So I think it was legitimate. All right. So let's move on to this daily challenge. The challenges approach the site and it's revealed that the daily takes place on a dilapidated plane with challenge airways painted on the side, suspended over a body of water. At this point, no one is excited. I'm going to go ahead and assume the plane is not flight ready. TJ is dressed up in a pilot outfit and the name of this challenge is called Crash Landing. The premise is pretty simple. Get on the plane, solve a puzzle, jump from the plane into the water as fast as possible. The challenge is bored and TJ in true flight captain fashion lets the challenges know that there's going to be a little turbulence on takeoff. He also states that the top three will form the tribunal and the top male and the top female will also skip the next challenge and go straight into the final. So now the stakes are raised, all the laughing and joking comes to an abrupt stop and everyone gets serious. It's game time. The challenge starts off and the plane begins to rotate. The challenges are being tossed and turned in their seats and debris is flying everywhere. Simons start blaring and water begins to pour in the challenges and their puzzles. Turbo finishes first and flies out. Kara finishes second and she flails out. TJ reminds us over the intercom that if the challengers get any of their puzzle pieces wrong, someone can take their place and Kara begins to doubt herself. So finishing out the challenge, number three, Paulie, number four, Wes, five, Ninja, six, Georgia, and seven, we got D, who uh, has a really great moment where she panics jumping out of the plane and Maddie, Wes, Ninja, and Kara all encourages her to jump. Maddie really being the lead of that, even pausing putting together her own puzzle to make sure D was comfortable to, to jump out the plane. Um, and then we had a couple people flop this whole challenge. Theo, Day, Hunter, and Maddie all flop and they don't even get to finish. Uh, what do you guys think of the daily challenge and what grade would you give it? I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. I mean, it looked like a lot of fun. It, it definitely was challenging to make sure you're able to keep focused while also trying not to fall while in your chair and make sure you're not losing puzzle pieces um but honestly it was a puzzle and you were like distracting so i mean it wasn't really like super physical i think it was okay i mean they got it done and it was funny because just seeing TJ's face of joy as he took care of business was, was very entertaining. <laughs> Absolutely. Antonio. I get this one at eight. You know, I was really excited for the, you know, the airplane challenge throughout the whole season. I mean, this was probably my favorite episode, you know, elimination and challenge wise combined. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of puzzles, but I feel like this one, it was, it was kind of fun to watch. You know, you had the whole airplane turbulence going around in circles, stuff like that. It was pretty cool to watch, and them dripping into water. Trevor doing a flip was pretty cool to see, too. I think overall it was a good one. All right. Veto. I think I'd give this one an eight. I was um, happy to finally see it because, you know, it's the most attention-grabbing one on the trailer. But the only thing that I kind of didn't like was we didn't get to see too much of what was going on inside the plane. I mean, they were doing the puzzle, obviously, but did the pieces go flying? What exactly was flying around? But I do know that it's hard to get camera views in there, probably, so... Yeah, I think the puzzle pieces were magnetic. 
Yeah, but did they fall? Because I saw some of them, like, some people bending over to pick stuff up. So I'm wondering, did I, I they drop that, pieces or what? Yeah, probably, absolutely, some of them came loose. Makes sense. Yes. Um, I thought it was an excellent, excellent daily elimination. They took something really simple and made it complicated and dangerous. Because really, what are we talking about? We're talking about doing a puzzle. But you got to get in the plane. The plane's moving. Shit is flying everywhere. Then you got to jump from the plane. I thought it was excellent. And being for the fact that the, the stakes were raised to, a, you know, to the maximum amount, if you win this, you go directly to the final and skip the next challenge, it doesn't get any better than this. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Dailies don't get much better than this. After the elimination, Turbo and Kara, both of their puzzle pieces were, were correct. They're going to skip the next daily, and they're going to go directly into the final. This is Kara's eighth final and her fourth in a row. Kara is steadily approaching GOAT status. She does it every single day that she's on. Excellent. And Paulie comes in third, which means out of the 13 dailies that we have, Paulie and Kara has been in 10 out of those 13. I mean, talk about a power couple. Now, we know. Up. They posted it. <laughs> yeah, Team Cridge is definitely bringing the heat. Now, let's move on to nominations. Okay, so D and Ninja are still feeling the heat from Turbo. Kara has made a deal with D and Maddie, and they're going to be off the table. So she's going to go with D as a burn vote. Paulie's cool with Maddie, but D is aligned with Wes, so she's going up. And Turbo still wants to strike back at, at Ninja. Although Kara attempts to persuade him, Turbo feels attacked, so she's liable to go in. Any thoughts on this nomination? Anything that you guys liked or dislike? I mean, I saw three coming. I mean... I had a feeling George would have been safe, and I had a feeling the three that would have been called up. So I'm not really surprised at anything else. I agree Absol with that. I I didn't. I saw it coming. There was no surprise whatsoever to me. Becky. No, I agree as well. I think that it all went along the company lines. So yeah, no shockers in any of these. Lioko wants to know why do you guys think Kara saved Georgia over Devon? She didn't really save anyone, honestly. I mean. I think when we saw the tribunal, we knew for a fact either Ninja or D were going to go in. And it was just came to a matter of a burn vote. I mean, it's something serious. I mean, honestly, if I was um, Car, I would have just told Devon, yeah, which, which she did, like, yeah, you're a burn vote. I mean, it is what it is. Like, it happens. It happens a lot throughout the course of the season. And if you're going to get mad over a burn vote, I mean, join the club. <laughs> a lot of everyone else did. Okay, so on to the tribunal. Ninja's up first. She apologizes to Turbo again, and she says that she's hurt at the demise of their friendship. Turbo was surprised and disappointed by the verbal assault, and she didn't hold back D. Ninja with tears streaming down her face, abruptly changes tactics and pleads her case to her former partner, Polly. She asks him to remember the good times. Quick question, are any of you guys buying Ninja Natalie's tears? Becky. No, fuck no. No, not even a little bit. Honestly, a ploy to not get voted in. It, it was obvious. I, I, I didn't believe a single tear. I'm just over people crying in the freaking tribunal. Like, okay, Devon did it in the beginning, and I felt bad for her because, you know, Bear was being extra. Now I'm just over it. Like, come on. All right. Vero, any thoughts? I don't buy any of it, but like I said, 
I don't really like the kind of crying emotional shit. So I would have rolled my eyes had I been in the tribunal, <laughs> like straight up. I'm not an emotional crier type person. So when she started doing that shit, I was like, oh my God, come on now. I don't buy All right. it. All right. So for me, this is a case where I think more than one thing could be true. I do think Ninja Natalie is honestly sorry. I think she does feel bad. I think she does want things between her and, and Turbo to be mended. But I also think she wants to save her ass. So if she's not able to turn Turbo, go after Polly. Because they want a lot of dailies together. They've been doing great. And he might be able to save her. So I think both could be true. I do buy her tears. But I also think she was quick to abandon them for a tactic that might pay off bigger in the end. Up next is going to be D. Polly grills her about Turbo. And she says that she never said any of the names. And she was just defending her friend. Turbo still wants revenge. And the day's up next. She comes in all natural, and the tribunal lets her know that she's safe from them, but she's still worried about being called out. Cara lets her know that she needs to be ready. All right, now on to the killing floor. Let's go. So now that we're on the killing floor, Turbo looks for D, which surprises Ninja, and D is pissed. Cara burns her vote on Day, and Polly votes for D. D says, at least I know who my real friends are, and she heads down to the killing floor. She then proceeds to pick one of the best elimination beasts this season has seen, and she calls out Mama Day. Wait, what? Today's elimination is going to be tug of war, and the ladies stand on the platform and they have to pull each other off. But we're going to have to wait till next week to see it, as the challenge is going to start favoring these cliffhangers probably for the rest of this season. So. We know what the elimination is going to be. We know who's going in. Becky, who do you got next week? It's really honestly a toss-up because Devon has so much heart, and you can tell she's going to put everything into this elimination, but D is stacked. You can tell she's got so much strength, you know, her legs. I don't know how much upper body strength she has, but she looks like she's a beast. So it's a toss-up. Um, between Hart and someone who might be slightly more athletic, I'm going to have to give it to D. I'm, I'm really going to go straight towards that because as, as long as she is quick and she doesn't fumble, she might catch Davon off guard and manage to pull her down quick. Bananas, who do you got next week? Uh, I have Davon. Um, I mean, just because we've seen Davon in like physical elevations before, I mean, I think it was what she was going against Leroy and Shailene. I think her name was. Yeah, right. Shailene. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no, I'm being serious. That was the disrespect is Shailene. Yes. Yeah, because didn't they have like an elimination when they were like pulling like logs back and forth or some shit like that? So I feel like, so I feel like this is like somewhat similar to that because you know they're both pulling on ropes, and I feel like she's used to it because she did it before. And that's why I'm going with Devon because like, and she's also been good at elevations this season too. So I'm gonna give it to her. All right. So Vero, who you got next week? You're hella paisa. Oh my god. <laughs> Simone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that was a good. Wow. One. I didn't expect that from you. You really said one. Simone. Oh, I know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, Day has this in the motherfucking bag. 
I can't wait. Uh, I think you said it best. Devon has been beasting eliminations all year. If I had to put my money up, I'm not betting against Devon. I'm at this point, I wouldn't be surprised to see Davon in the final. If Davon doesn't make a final, this will be the biggest disappointment, the biggest flop of her whole entire career if she doesn't make the final. She doesn't make final. Oh, I no, no, no. That. Listen, 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 listen. Hey, listen. If she doesn't make a final, she. Oh my God. You are <laughs> so bad for last you are so extra. I low-key hope he like puts the unedited version. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Nothing better than a good old old-fashioned. Alright, so at this point, we'd like to do our Pinship Empire episode MVP brought to you by the Pinship Empire. You don't have an army without an empire. Make sure you visit those guys at pinshipempireny.com and follow them at pinshipempire on Twitter. So, Malik, who is your Pinship Empire episode MVP? Uh, it's going to be very easy this week. Who were the two people who's able to skip the next week daily challenge to go directly to the final? Turbo, uh, who is obviously Rookie of the Year, even though Georgia is doing amazing. She got a lot of screen time. She does really great in the confessionals. I would definitely love to see Georgia again, but this one is definitely going to go to Turbo, and it's definitely going to go to the eventual greatest female of all time in the challenge, Carver Maria. I like it. Uh, no, 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 no. You meant to say you fucking love it. All right. I fucking love it. <laughs> all right. So, Becky, who is your Pinstripe Empire episode MVP? Uh, you know what? I got to give it to Turbo. Uh, for the guys, love myself some turbo, as everybody knows. He got his revenge back on D, and his look of joy was just amazing. The fact that he killed that challenge, and overall, has just been killing this season. So, turbo number one guy, marry me. I love you. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> gotta no. fit that in somewhere. Maybe he'll hear it one day, but anyway. And for the females, I got to go with, uh, I'm going to go again too with Kara. Kara really stepped up her game. And with puzzles, she's always hit or miss. Uh, you know, she either kills it or she flops. Kara killed it. Kara continues to kill it. At this point, I, I can't see anybody uh, really taken up for her. So I love it. Awesome. So, Vero, who do you think is your Pinstripe Empire episode MVP? So for females, I'm going to follow Malik and Becky. I'm going to give it to Kara. I'm excited she got the redemption because she was last place on the puzzle the very first challenge. And for her to get first female done with it, and she won her ticket to the final, that's everything. So I'm glad that she got the redemption for that. And she's been killing it all season. She's been in the tribunal multiple weeks and well-deserved. And for males, I'm going to give it to TJ. Because I liked the pilot outfit. <laughs> Can we choose TJ? I'm choosing TJ because he was daddy as fuck in that outfit. No, <laughs> I respect it. It's good to go. It's no, good. That's in fair. all seriousness, I also am going to give it to Turbo. Same thing as Kara. You know, he's worked hard all season. He's been in multiple tribunals. And for him to win that ticket to the final was just a really good way to go out on this elimination. Or this daily challenge, I mean. So, Kara and Turbo. Nice. I mean, 
I hate that I have to agree with all three of you because, as you guys know, I like to disagree with at least one thing. But, I mean, Turbo and Kara are obviously both choices for me because they did kill the episode. They're safe next week. And they're in the final. So, hopefully, we see good things happen to both of them. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to power rankings. Moving on, it's time to break down the fifth major sport.com week 13 power ranking provided by Tyler Louder. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Daily Jorder and at the fifth sport. Number one, we have Turbo, two Kara, three Polly, four West, five Ninja, six Theo, seven Georgia, eight Maddie, nine Hunter, 10 B, and 11, we have Davon. <laughs> I cannot fucking believe this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Blake, are you okay? Yo, they stay shitting on Davon. <laughs> she had way more screen time than Hunter. Like, what the fucking fuck? Jesus. They really don't like her. Like, not even a little bit. We've been saying this since week one. They've been shitting on Davon. <laughs> yeah. <and> then, <laughs> why do they keep doing this sir? like right at the bottom there's no way there's no way Davon should be uh, lower than than uh, Hunter Man, no, way. no way Hunter and D come on you gotta have Davon no lower than number 9 even Maddie I might put lower too even Maddie um, she doesn't share nearly as much screen time or is making that many political moves, mainly because she doesn't have to. She yeah. already has Wes. She already has Carver on board. That's going to be a pretty good pass into the final, barring any, you know, cataclysmic events. But looking at, but looking at this uh, top 11, this power ranking, besides Davon being in the fucking basement again, that's the only problem I have with. Move Davon up, move D100 down, and we're good to go. Another amazing power ranking by Daily Jordan and the fifth major sport.com. Those guys are everything great about America and they will make it into heaven. I think from one to 11, it's pretty, it's pretty decent. Um, I don't think I would switch with def- I definitely agree with you. I would definitely move Davon up in front of D Hunter and Maddie. And I would take out Wes and Ninja and swap them out with Theo and Georgia and put Theo and Georgia into the top five. Other than that, I think it's another pretty solid lineup. All right, Becky, go. No, I was just kidding. I don't have to do it. Fine. I agree with both with all of you guys when it comes to the Yeah, me too. Yeah, Davon deserves better. Davon, I, mean, I don't think she deserves better. that much better, but I definitely think she should be in front of Hunter. But but even watch next week. She's gonna win that elimination. She's still gonna be the last one. She's still gonna be, doesn't even matter. She still <laughs> Even not that much better. Even going up in that number nine spot while moving Hunter and D down, that's 25% more better. Around. You're good with your math and numbers. I try. I b- <laughs> I've been good ever since. Got it through osmosis. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to cut that out, too. Shit. Oh, I got to stop drinking while doing this. All right. Oh, Let's go ahead and move on to uh, tea time. <laughs> <laughs> it's still funny. It is still funny. Wait, uh, why is it tea time? I'm so confused. 
Webinar, um, oh my god, he wasn't there. Oh my god, you are such a piece of shit. Why you didn't listen. Lying? No, no, shut up. You didn't listen to the last episode, did you? <laughs> you fucking, <laughs> you sucking mother. You don't even listen wow. to the episode. Oh, you are so I really didn't. No, I you didn't. I didn't anything. I I'm, I'm far behind on Challenge Mania. I'm, I'm behind on this. It's your podcast. Oh my god, you are trash for that. He was too busy at Buffalo Wild Wings to listen to the podcast. You busy. I test the study board. You you Oh my. Okay, so Posturers, it seems like there's actually no tea this week. Looks like all the former cast members finally found lives. So, even though that happened, I'm pretty sure that next week it's going to start up all over again as everybody's favorite former St. Thomas cast member got the boot. So, I'm sure we'll be seeing her and her commentary on Twitter again soon. Is that confirmed though, or that's just like rumors? I think it's just a rumor at this point. Um, no, she, th- she followed somebody on Insta. Yeah, but who, who controls whose account, though? Exactly. I want to say that's a confirmation, exactly. She I hasn't just... posted anything since. Why yeah, would she follow somebody? Still... I would still leave it in rumor territory. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's confirmed, but... All right. So, while I got you guys here, I got something to say. Big Easy, please bring your ass down to the front of the class. We have something to discuss. Big essay by Malik. You just really wanted those crickets, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> All right. So, when it comes to Big Easy, I haven't been keeping up with the larger-than-life hard partier that made his debut on the original Fresh Meat season in 2006. Now, the big guy first popped up on my radar in September of last year. Well, almost out of nowhere, Marie said something about Carver, and Big Easy quoted it and called Carver trash. Now, the Carver army at the time was still an unstoppable force, not the shadow of itself that it is now. And he was getting immediately dragged, and a lot of the casuals and locals were going after his weight. Big Easy then claims that he hasn't been watching the current season, and she's been trash since day one. Nobody's seen this coming. I did. In 2012, after Big Easy's performance in Battle of the Seasons, Carver was asked, what was the vibe like when Big Easy not pulling his weight? Carver responded with, it's insane. We've only done three episodes so far, the first one he fell, the second one he never actually competed in, and the third one he fell. At that point, I'm so over it, I'm like, I'm never making it to a final with this. The only way I think I'm making it to a final would be possible is me and Camilla sacrificing ourselves, a big easy going home in an elimination, and let the other half of the fresh meat team make it. He lost weight, but he needs to work on some pull-ups or something. I'm pretty sure Big Easy has hated her since. Now, Big Easy has popped up on my timeline again. Everyone was getting super excited for the return of Hall Brawl this week. The Challenge Twitter account decided to put up some epic Hall Brawls from the past. First was CJ and Zach, and then it was Ty and Leroy. And that's when Big Easy got pissy. He posts, best ever? I don't know. I think I worked West over pretty good. But you don't like showing anything positive about me. Put up a bunch of dumb emojis and goes, oh well, huh? Now there was a lot of praise, and there was some pushback. Rainbow Brown said, yours was the equivalent of CT carrying bananas. Somebody else said yours was the equivalent of Laurel beating that one small girl. Who knows what they're talking about? Someone else said that 
Big Easy outweighed West by 100 pounds plus and should have ragdolled him. Big Easy claimed he was 235 at the time, which I don't, I don't really know, but it could be anything. We don't believe you. You need more people. He then goes on and battles it out on Twitter about how much he outweighed West. He then tweets out at Derek Kaczynski that MTV has showed all of the hard brawls except for his versus West and that he's being shaded, but they're quick to show him almost dying 15 years ago. The next day, the MTV page on Twitter shows his hard brawl versus West on the day of the episode. It grosses 40,000 views, 109 retweets, 720 likes. He was showered in praise and love, and people were demanding that he return to the challenge. He retweeted the same post and it got four likes an hour later. Even Johnny Banana showed him love because it shaded his nemesis. People think he should come back to the challenge. Let's go over some of his stats. Eric Big Easy Banks. Six seasons. Fresh Meat, The Duel, The Gauntlet 3, The Duel 2, Cutthroat, and Battle of the Seasons. He has got 12 daily wins, and he has a record in eliminations of four wins and five losses. In Fresh Meat, him and Katie were entertained and made it about halfway through before losing to Kenny and Tina. A very strong duo. In The Duel... It was every man for himself. He got an elimination win over Nehemiah and then got out-wrestled by Brad and sent home a little more than halfway through. At this point, he's been doing pretty okay winning dailies and puzzles, and he worked his ass off in the exiles on the fresh meat season. On Gauntlet 3, the vest shedded a lot of dead weight and screwed Coral over and kept Big Easy because nobody wanted to go against him in an elimination. It was a very physical, and his weight gave him a very strong advantage. It seemed good on paper, but it didn't work. Coral, Beth, and Katie all got the shitty end of the stick. They got to the final. Easy gasses out about halfway through against a pretty light rookie team. Now, some people think the vest pushed him too hard too early, but no matter the strategy, Big Easy collapsing caused Evan, Kenny, Paula, Robin, Evelyn, Brad, Adam, and CT, and DM a challenge championship. When they made it to the final, TJ ruled that they was ineligible to win because they had to win as a team. And easy gassing out, cost them the championship, and the rookie team strode in and won the gauntlet three. It took CT four more years to see another final and five before winning one. Paula didn't win one until the first rivals. This is the only final that little shit Adam has ever seen, and DM didn't see another final until Battle of the Exes. In the duel two and cutthroat, nothing was accomplished. You had the story of shedding weight to compete better, but we all seen the outcome. Nothing to note, nothing special. And battle of the season. You're a shining star. You had a relationship with Devin. You're on a stacked team with Camilla, Brandon, and Carver Maria. You had a wonderful performance in Hall Brawl versus a challenge guide in West where you totally dominated him. You get that. You earned that. You won that fair and square. You quit. You fell. You didn't compete. You fell again. And then you quit. In the elimination against JD and Devin, Easy is hanging upside down. Camilla's doing the puzzle. He has to dip himself underwater. Camilla's killing it. Killing it. She got two more rows to go to easily walk into an easy win. Easy breath starts getting short, and he can't get it done. Two rows left, and Easy refuses to go back into the water, saying it's unhealthy. He says he's done. Camilla attempts to climb up and continue the puzzle, but they're disqualified. Easy quit on her. Camilla didn't quit. Camilla unloads on him. And Easy deserves every rotten thing she said to him, every single ounce of that tongue lashing. He goes to the side. He cries. He says that no one was cheering for him. TJ gets in his ass for him being a quitter. 
and quitting on Camilla in an elimination. He responds, it is what it is. Words are just words. Camilla left him know that once a quitter, always a quitter. The fact of the matter is this. Big Easy was appealing because he was an everyman. He was funny and affable. He didn't look like the normal TV stock, like a Kenny who's shaped like a Greek god. He looks like one of the guys who could hold both your legs up while doing a keg stand at a frat party. That was his shtick. But he couldn't hack it. He came in out of shape and unprepared. Even after a super impressive 70-pound drop in weight, he dropped his heart and he dropped his willpower along with it. He wants his one great accomplishment, which is beating a better man than he is, to have a spotlight shown bright enough for the world to see. But your failures outweigh your achievements. Your incompetence overpowers your accomplishments. You were less than mediocre in the challenge. You were an anchor that cost many of our faves an easy championship. Most importantly, DMCT and Brad, you are a quitter. Even as a black man, I can say in this event, you deserve everything Camilla spewed at you. Camilla is known to be pretty psycho, and I think she approached you pretty well in how she communicated with you. And you still quit because you didn't have it in you. You can blame it all you want. You didn't have the heart to do it. You quit because you didn't have the heart to get things done. Now stop complaining about the MTV Twitter page not highlighting your one single highlight in your flop-ass challenge career. And that's all I got to say about that. Easy. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Easy. I'm He's sorry, irrelevant. I don't, I don't care about Big Easy. Nobody <laughs> does. And, and, and that was a gripe that he had. He was like, MTV is always quick to show, you know, him, him gassing out on the Gauntlet 3 or him doing bad. And, and I understand, you know, he probably feels like he's consistently shitted on. But at the same time, come on, you, you haven't really accomplished much. And you gassing out on the Gauntlet 3 and, cause, and, and being the cause of all of those people not winning a championship, it weighs more than that whole bro you did with Wes, which was a dominant performance. We compared against uh, CJ versus Zach or Ty and Leroy. It doesn't look as entertaining. Dominant, yes. Entertaining, not nearly as much here in the top three. Take that. So at this point, we like to get to our dumb tweet of the week. Bananas, take it away. All right. So everyone's favorite Clueless cast member, Nelson, had an you know, interesting tweet. You know, People say he got hacked. But you know, I'll just read this word for word. He didn't get hacked. Look like he had a fucking no. stroke. But, you know, he deleted this tweet, but... And Colette Hurt, because on steroids, two song, not song, is this due time, the poly house is annoying, Harlem Cop is like they doing, I just for show now. But actually, we had someone on Twitter, Just Cali 5 and they actually translated the tweet for us. And that's how it goes. And Kyle was hurt. He took some steroids to ease the pain, but it was his due time. Holy running the house is annoying. Holy crap. I'm, I'm sorry. Holy crap. The rivalry is just for the show now. And if that's the real translation, I doubt Nelson was hacked because, you know, the translation does kind of make sense to what the episode's about. So Nelson's just being stupid as always. 
But the funny part is, though, he didn't delete the tweet until, like, this morning. So that tweet was up all night. It could have been a drunk tweet. Whatever it is, it was just dumb. And that's exactly why Nelson gets Dumb Tweet of the Week. Facts. Congratulations, Nelson. You won something. (laughs) What about Antonio's tweet? (laughs) Which one? All right. Another great episode, Podstars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you... Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Also, check out our website, lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen on make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or SoundCloud, give us those five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a good day, pop stars. Peace. Bye. Peace. Bye. You know what the juice is. You know what the juice is. You know what?